0: The coronavirus pandemic has turned all of our lives upside down. Old routines and jobs are put on hold and new ones thrust upon us. As offices, shops and schools shut down, so too did theatres, concert venues and galleries. And many of those arts venues are only included in late stage reopening plans for provinces. Now while it's easy to think all this uninterrupted time would be a boon for artists, sometimes the muses don't provide much inspiration. I'm Adam Toy, and this is why.
1: Welcome. If you can hear this message, flash your headlights. If you are not flashing your headlights, Someone will assist you shortly.
0: That's how the audience of the drive-in theatre show called Late Night Radio are welcomed just before the show gets underway in Antigonish County, Nova Scotia. It's the brainchild of Laura Stinson and E. McFarland, better known as the North Barn Theatre Collective. More than 200 people have seen their shows in the past month, but back in March, the pair of puppeteers were on tour. We were working for Bread and Puppet Theatre,
2: um, in the, in the States, we were actually on a tour of the States. Um, we were actually on our way to Mexico uh, in March. We were on a cross country tour. And then in March, obviously uh, the situation escalated and we uh, we returned to Canada. We, we thought um, we would come back to where our families were and um, just take some, space. And, and we, we, we were at, we settled into, um, uh, this farm of Laura's families out in Anaganish and, um, and just started working on the farm there.
1: I think that initially it started more from us being on tour and having this creative momentum. So we were really kind of on a roll in, in the middle of a tour, you know, really getting a show under doing a really lively circus and, Enjoying that a lot. And then coming back and I think because we were in such a like a kind of creative mode, when COVID hit, instead of us kind of being like, Oh, our lives are totally turned upside down and and not gonna function anymore creatively, I think we were more in the frame of being like, How can we make this work?
0: And then in April, Canada's worst mass shooting happened in their province.
1: And I think what struck us um, was that people couldn't gather in these times. And something that we do when a community is hit with grief in that way is we have this physical outpouring of support. And I think that same week there was a three-year-old in our little Ohio Valley community who died of a brain tumor unexpectedly, just kind of like alive and well one day and then kind of dead the next. Um, And that was also really kind of difficult. And so I think Ian and I made this little cranky, which is like um, a picture story recitation. It's an ancient form. It's uh, a very basic
2: moving image that you scroll uh, manually and it's often accompanied with song.
0: That led to the idea of doing a drive-in puppet show. Allowing an audience to assemble to see the show, but having them safe from the novel coronavirus within their own cars, it brings to mind the idea that I've heard that, that that sometimes
3: restrictions can be good for creativity. If you are if you're given you know boundaries or, or restrictions, it can sometimes, if you lean into those, you can you can become really creative in the, those offerings. Is that the same sort of experience that you found? I've
2: certainly found that. Uh, yeah, I was speaking with someone the other day about that and how useful it has been for us in, uh, I feel like recently we've had so many ideas and I think it's because in our discipline of theater, um, it has actually removed the theater the, as in the space. So we we, we can't, we are, we are limited in that we can't do it in the ways that we have been doing it. Um, but that is actually quite expansive, quite inspiring. And and we we have so many ideas on the go between the two of us. Of like, oh, we could do this. And, oh, we should do these front yard shows. And, oh, while we're doing that, let's make another online thing. And, oh, while we're doing that, wouldn't it be great if we could also make this other structure that we could take on the road? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's led to all these new ideas. That-
1: How could we, like... Singing is a big thing that you're not supposed to do. So how could we safely sing, you know, and how can you engineer that to, you know, use use curves and structures that transport sound without transporting like saliva? You know?
0: <laughs> Other challenges they've met include working with the rural Nova Scotia landscape, using local weather resilient materials like willow to create their puppets and even timing their shows with the sunset
3: where did you draw inspiration for these shows and what what has been the the the, the, the themes the content of the shows been like mm. during this period you go you want me to speak yeah
2: um certainly uh, late night radio is drawn very much from our processing of a pandemic but also um what are the plagues we experience and have been experienced for some time. And, and not just speaking to uh, biological viruses, but larger, um, larger plagues of, of, of human existence. And and I think we are certainly meditating on what are our relations to the more than human world? And and how are these disruptions um, you know, things to, to actually to grow from or to grow into. And, and late night radio really works with, uh, with, um, um, this idea of plague and, and, um, how to navigate that, where this can lead us to. I mean, we were, we were writing it in a time of self-isolation, returning from, um, this tour from Bread and Puppet, um, but it was interesting how it it did change course as as events unfolded. It was really much unfolded by uh, current events, with um, you know Black Lives Matter, uh, with all these protests happening worldwide, and and thinking about systemic racism as a plague, um, and and how these are joined, how these 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 these. Um, are joined uh, both both a pandemic and and systemic racism and and, and and and
1: yeah, just thinking about separation and trying to really think about our baseline assumptions that we don't recognize, um, and in this time where everything is kind of upside down, taking that as a as a cue to reframe those interactions that we have with the world. So I think that we are taking a lot of inspiration from this time Mm -hmm. in our shows. Uh, I think most people must be.
0: (laughs) Alexander Robinson is an emerging visual artist in Toronto, Ontario. In March of 2019, he was highlighted as one of the 10 up-and-coming Toronto artists you should know. Robinson has become known for his pothead motif, painting black people in everyday situations, but replacing their heads with potted plants. Robinson's scenes are inspired by his own life, and the motif, with inspiration from René Magritte, plays with the concealing of one's identity via the potted plant, challenging the viewer to see beyond the flower pot. And then George Floyd's death was captured on video, setting off protests supporting a Black Lives Matter protest around the world. Has this pandemic and parallel racial reckoning, has that changed
4: what you're inspired by? Has that inspired you? To be honest, for a while, it didn't at all. Um, And... I think it was a combination of the pandemic and kind of uh, the racial reckoning going on. Um, But between the two, because of the pandemic, I wasn't really going out into the world and having these lived experiences that would normally inspire me. But then at the same time, there was an element of kind of feeling defeated in a weird way because a lot of the things going on are things I've been aware of. Um, So for certain people, it it may have been new to them. And it was like this big moment of this big realization of like, wow, you know, can't believe things like this are happening. But for me, I've been aware of them um, and they just continue to happen. Uh, So I think between those two uh, for a while, I wasn't feeling very inspired and it was, it was very tough. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of artists can relate to this, but for me, there was a big sense of guilt because you see everybody saying, especially for creatives, look at all this time we have now, we can just create, we can do anything, but it was tough because the inspiration wasn't there. The time was there, but the inspiration wasn't. So, it was a very tough thing for me. And I had to really like look in inward. And I just wanted to make sure that I didn't allow this year to be a lost year. And I had to really think how can I keep moving forward in spite of everything going on um, and how I've been feeling. And a big thing with that was before I started painting again, it was uh, me reading. So I started getting into reading again and I started reading um, a lot of books that I'd, I'd been meaning to. As I was reading, uh, a very like amazing thing started to happen, but my artistic thinking, I guess, really started to evolve and like expand and my ideas started to uh progress and like new ideas started coming to me and i started um making these new connections um in my head and that's when i started to get inspired again but i really had to look elsewhere because my personal experiences and my life experiences weren't really inspiring me it was kind of making me feel like defeated So I kind of had to turn to um, outside sources, reading books, um, to kind of reignite that engine again.
0: Welcome back to This Is Why. We're talking with artists around the country about how they've used their time during this pandemic. Alexander Robinson is an emerging visual artist for whom the coronavirus pandemic caused him to stop painting for a while. How long were you kind of in that that period of, of fallow? probably two
4: months. It was, it was a while. Yeah. Um, I think the first month was just kind of, I just didn't know what to do. Um, and in the second month, that's when I started to, I, like I started to get more proactive and instead of accepting that I wasn't inspired, I started seeking inspiration. And that's when I started reading more. Um, and yeah, that second month I was literally just reading, like, you know, all day. Um, and yeah, and then near the end of that second month, that's when, you know, I started getting back to work.
3: Has the character of that creation, that period of creation been the same as, as previously? Like, or the, the, the tenor? How, how are those, how have the, the periods been, like when you're actually painting and sketching, how has that been different, felt different
4: uh, for you? I feel like when it comes to sketching, when it comes to painting, I feel like the pen, the pencil, and the paintbrush are heavier. And I say that to say that I feel like there's a a greater weight um, to what I'm doing, because I feel like more now than ever before people are actually listening. Because before when I would create, um, it was just kind of you know, I would just create and I'd be like, if people, if people don't get it, they don't get it. But I know my intentions and I know what I'm trying to say. And I still, I'm still creating uh, for the fun of it. But at the same time, I'm aware now that less people are going to be overlooking my work. You know, whereas I kind of expected a lot of people to not really take the time to try and understand my work. I'm aware now that more people than before are going to be taking that extra time. It's a very hard thing to explain because I'm doing the same thing I was doing before. I'm painting. It shouldn't feel different, but it it did, and I think I think a big part of that is knowing that the world that my work is going to live in, or now lives in, is drastically different from the world it it, it uh, lived in before.
0: C.L. is a multidisciplinary visual artist and musician living in Vancouver, B.C. She had been doing artwork for the TV series Riverdale and managing social media for the Sarah McLaughlin School of Music when the pandemic hit. But all of that freelance work came to an end when filming halted and in in-person music lessons could no longer happen.
5: One thing that was kind of surprising is that I ended up having uh, a ton of opportunity to paint during this time and specifically murals, which I love murals and I try every opportunity to, to paint murals when I can, but it is hard to get mural opportunities because they're public and they're so big and people have to trust you and all the things. But then there was an initiative that started in Gastown in Vancouver and it was just, it was a business. The lady, her name is Kim Briscoe and she runs a business called uh, Kim, Kim Prince and it's like a framing print shop. And she basically, so all of the businesses in Gastown had been boarded up because of the pandemic, because there had started to be some like break-ins and looting and stuff. And so I think just to stop that from happening, a lot of downtown ended up getting boarded up. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty depressing, actually. Like we don't live close to downtown, so I didn't see it very much. But when we did go down to take a look at um, the painting spot, I was like, oof, like it, you could really feel it felt kind of painful, actually, like, it was just like a loss of culture and life livelihood in that area. So I ended up getting paired with a business called Honey's Gifts. And then um, I did a mural. uh, It was like, it's a blue hand taking a bath. So it was kind of like a play on wash your hands. And it was called So Fresh and So Clean. They're like listening to music and Anyways, it was kind of quirky, but um, yeah, so I did that, and that was in April.
0: But was hired to paint a thank you message to medical workers on a pizza shop's window, and then was invited to paint another mural on Robson Street as part of the Vancouver Mural Festival.
5: So there's actually been some, like, just a lot of opportunity to um, be able to still, like, make art and participate in the community in actually a way that I found very difficult to try to like get into previous to COVID, Mm. which has been sort of interesting. Like obviously there's been a ton of challenges for a lot of people in different ways and you know, myself included. Um, But on the art side of things, it weirdly opened doors and I'm not sure if it's just because I was willing to like step into those spaces during that time or whatever. But um, I think also, because everything felt really bleak, artists making public work and sort of contributing that way, it brought a spotlight to the art community in Vancouver specifically, I'm sure elsewhere as well. But in Vancouver specifically, in a way that I hadn't really seen before. And now all of a sudden, people are like, oh, there's all these artists here, we should be utilizing them, or they're seeing the value in investing in art i think in a way that people were kind of feeling stingy before about it Hmm. um but now they can sort of see the value of uh, investing in those things and how much it actually yeah adds to the community and whatnot so um that's been really interesting to see it definitely felt a shift that way sort of more of appreciation for the arts but in terms of the pandemic i it's almost like I'm just trying to work within the framework that exists. And if it expands, then that's amazing. But I'm just kind of working on the assumption that it's not. And figuring out ways to still find opportunity when it feels like maybe opportunities don't exist anymore.
3: Two-part question.
5: <laughs> Take
3: it in wherever you like. Uh, how has the the, the pandemic um the social isolation, not being able to see family, not, and friends as my, ma- in the same way or as often, I'm uh, not being able to travel and do this like basically a disruption of, of, of normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, how has the pandemic been for you? And then how has, or has arch and if so, how has art helped you through this time?
5: The isolation part. And in one way it doesn't, bother me too much. I already was working from home, so I kind of feel like I may have been in a, at an advantage, uh, for having been like uh prepped to do that already. Oh sweet water river so sweet bite swiftly take my lover. Um Yeah, I mean I do really miss like hugging people. <laughs> I think that there's like this weird uh, it just feels strange to see people that you really care about and that you just have to be so distance from them. I'm a very like touchy-feely person. So I love hugging people or like if I'm talking like I might touch someone's like arm or their back or like whatever like it's just like I don't know contact. And now if I'm around people and especially because you see people less you almost want to do it more but you have to be like even more restrictive. Um, one thing that was challenging though, and this isn't specific to like work or anything, but I think maybe important to talk about just in terms of different ways that COVID can be affecting people, especially, so you mentioned like travel. Um, I, in January, sorry, in June, uh, my, one of my grandmothers passed away on June 3rd. And then, uh, so that was difficult in and of itself, just that uh, she had been in a um, like a care facility the last couple of years. And uh, so my parents couldn't visit her and they were just about to lift or they had lifted it. And my dad had like was about to go visit her and she passed away two days before he visited. So it was just like very tough you know because he hadn't been able to see her for months and obviously I don't live in the same province so I hadn't seen her in months either like almost a year and um so then also trying to grieve somebody when you can't really have a funeral uh is hard as well and then actually in a very strange series of events my uh one of my grandfathers passed away two weeks after that. So I actually lost two grandparents in two weeks in one month. And uh, just the how everybody has been dealing with that has been interesting to see, like, different sides of the family are dealing with it very differently. Um, luckily, my family has, like, a perspective of death that is fairly positive.
3: Have you found that your creativity has waned during this time because of all of these stresses and these life experiences or, 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 or how has, how have these times influenced kind of your creativity levels?
5: Um, I think actually my creativity has gone up, which to me was surprising. I really, I mean, at first I was really deflated and Uh, To be honest, I mean, I've gone through phases where like because I just listed a highlight reel, you know, (laughs) so it's like there's been times where I'm like, oh, I'm doing something and I have purpose and that felt amazing. Um, But then when those things kind of stop, then you're kind of stuck with the reality of everything that's going on and how to find opportunity and parts of your industry that are just shut down and don't exist. So then you're like, okay, how do I operate now? Like it is still quite challenging the way that things are going right now uh, has actually really helped me be able to, yeah, focus back in on my creativity. So, and I mean, but that being said, it goes in waves. Yeah, there's moments, but I think that's just creativity in general. Like sometimes you're just like, I am not inspired right now, or I'm tapped out of ideas, but then the more it's kind of like a muscle. It's like the more that you work on it and the more that you sort of, um, practice creating ideas or getting ideas from like the mundane in your life the easier it is to just like pull something when you need it um also just writing everything down in the moment that you have the idea because later it might come in handy so that's been yeah so i have been very creative lately because of the pandemic
4: i think a big role that art plays in this new world we're in is breeding understanding. I think that's the, I'd say probably the biggest role it plays. And understanding of one's situation, understanding of other people. Um, Yeah, understanding that we're not alone. I think understanding is the the big thing it brings because I think like a lot of the things that have happened this year if you aren't an artist they are probably it might be very hard for one to understand or even explain how they feel by everything happening you know because it's not it's not as simple as I'm feeling a little down today. You know, it's uh, yeah, so I think that's a big thing. People, I think a lot more people are like looking inward a lot more and they're looking for things and whether that's music or visual art, things that like explain um, or something that they can relate to where it's like, yes that's what I've been trying to say, that's how I feel and I just couldn't find the words for it
0: this is why is produced by me adam toy and dave McIver it's a national radio show and a podcast you can reach us by email this is why at global and on twitter at this is why if you like what you hear and want to hear more make sure to subscribe to this is why so you never miss an episode we're available wherever you find your favorite podcasts and while you're on there give us a five-star rating Dave McIver's back next week. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon.